Hello and welcome to The Coolest Kids. My name is Terrence Wiggins and with me is Brock Wilbur. Brock, what do you do? Brock uh, is a stand-up comedian living in Los Angeles and Terrence is... I am a freelance video game critic. I bake cookies. I, uh, I sell shirts. Uh, I make podcasts. And I work at Starbucks. Because that's what you do when you make art and you don't want to work a day job. You work at Starbucks. That's why the stereotype exists. Um, so the, the premise of this show, the premise of The Coolest Kids is that we want to look back on, I guess, like, post-punk, all the genres that sort of came from there, um, especially emo. Uh, so I guess anything past Sunny Day Real Estate. I was trying to remember if it was Sunny Day Real Estate or Purity Ring that we'd gone with. Uh, yeah, Sunny Day Real Estate's I right. Say, I, say, I know Sunny Day Real Estate is like the most popular of the early 90s. Uh, emo bands. Also, Purity Ring's still going, right? So, like, it'd I be believe hard. so. Or the lead singer started a new band or something like that. We're not we're not informed about these genres. We just have feelings, and that's what emo's all about. That's that's it's literally emotion. Uh, apparently, uh, oh, I was I was <laughs> I went to I went to look up uh, Purity Ring. Um, Wait, no. You're think we're not the no, we're thinking of uh shit. What is the name of the band? Cuz Purity Ring is that uh that one band from uh from a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I did something wrong here. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Uh, we're not going to look anything up except for this time that we're definitely looking something up. I d- yeah, I have cuz I like I literally uh uh fuck. <laughs> Why can't I remember the name of this band? I just listened to them not that long ago. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a lot of the show. Who was that? Oh, they had like that the promise ring. Name. The there promise we are. Sorry. Ring. Yes, the, that's what I meant. Off to a raging yes, start here. <laughs> because uh, Purity Ring is that electronic duo. God damn it! Well, I know oh. bands. Uh, I mean, so our it's... first episode here, we're going to go. Uh, we. Uh, we're going to talk about our experiences on the Warp Tour. Oh. Although most episodes, I think that we're going to do are going to be based around single albums, yeah, uh, and and sort of revisiting them now. Uh, and it feels it feels like we have to deal with all of our Warped Tour memories first, because otherwise that'll just become a whole part of every episode. <laughs> yeah, every episode is just like, hey, remember Warped Tour? It sucked, didn't it? Um, <laughs> but I and there's to... <laughs> so much happening with Warped Tour right now. Apparently, it's still going. Like, I saw people post on Facebook. I'm like, if you're going to Warp Tour, it's going to be hot outside. I'm just like, Warp Tour is still around? Like, <laughs> like it, seemed, it seemed, maybe just because I was a teenager, but it seemed much more novel because the scene wasn't as big. And now it just sort of ballooned into whatever. Like, Warp Tour used to be very specific kind of bands uh, would show up. And then, like, the last one we went to War Tour was probably, like, 2008, 2009. And they just had, like, whoever was popular on MySpace at the time, which also it's, says It's gone from something. there. Like, it's really just all genres. It's, yeah, I mean, it's just Music Fest now, but it's yeah. also, you know, Army Recruiting and <laughs> right. Shoes. Uh, army Recruiting, uh, uh, No Smoking, um, Boots, Monster Energy. <laughs> Um, I'm drinking a Rockstar energy because I'm not corporate like Monster. 
Um, but I wanted to do this episode because I was looking on. Um, apparently, I still like the starting line on Facebook. Um, even though I haven't cared anything they've done since their second album. It's amazing what things you clicked like on back when you first got on Facebook that yeah. are still informing an algorithm somewhere <laughs> just, beneath the surface. It just like every every few months it'll just rise up to the surface. And you're just like, why do I? What is this? Like, uh, I like I still like the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Right. And uh, whoever is in charge of that Facebook account, just every once in a while, something will pop up from them. And just like, I didn't need to like. I have the movie. I own all the books. Like, I don't need to know anything about the like whatever you're trying to sell me right now Look, whatever hey there's movie. a there's a screening in london tonight cool that's <laughs> great uh, right, right, right before we jumped on on this recording i saw on my timeline an announcement of a 15th anniversary vinyl re-release or i guess probably the first time on vinyl for the boxcar racer album oh yeah great you remember boxcar <laughs> racer that band that isn't blink 182 but it's totally <laughs> blink 182 I love how all Blink-182 side projects are still just Blink-182. Like that, it, yeah. it would be like Red Hot Chili Peppers doing a side project. <laughs> I don't know what you're, you're hoping is going to come out differently. <laughs> With the exception of Flea playing bass in the Mars Volta. That's different. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's different. Um, <laughs> uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, huh? Um, but yeah, Warp Tour. Um, I saw... I saw the starting line poster. Like we're gonna be on the Warp Tour cruise, and I was like, "Warp Tour cruise." Wait, hold on now. It's called Warped Rewind at Sea, and it's a bunch of bands. Hold on, let me see what. um, Let's look at the lineup. Uh, It's three o three. Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath, American Hi Fi, Bowling for Soup. Who I accidentally saw in concert once. Um, Cartel, Face to Face, Good Charlotte, Hawthorne Heights, The Juliana Theory, Less Than Jake, Lit, who I'm pretty sure has never been on Warp Tour, uh, Mayday Parade, Real Big Fish, Simple Plan, The Starting Line, and Story of the Year. You know, famous emo band Lit. <laughs> yeah, you know. Lit and Good Charlotte and Bowling for Soup. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, these are all shirts that are sold at Hot Topic. If that's right. if that's our standard, I've, Lit belongs there. Yeah. Um, I accidentally saw, like I said, I accidentally saw Bowling for Soup one time. Uh, and I do mean accidentally. Um, I was working merch for uh, my friend's band and they were playing at some festival thing. And they opened for Bowling for Soup. <laughs> and a lot of people came to see Bowling for Soup, and I was very confused. <laughs> I was like, "This this can't be real." No, like, are they still making music? Apparently, they just they did the uh, the theme song to Phineas and Ferb and Jimmy Neutron. And, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and he was just like, he was like, "You may know that we did a song for this." I was like, ah, "I hate this. I hate all of this so much." I. And I had to listen to them play and pretend like I didn't hate myself. We got into rock and roll to get into that Nicktoons crowd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and he was, and they played Stacy's Mom, even though he was like, a lot of people think we made Stacy's Mom, but that wasn't us. That was Fountains of Wayne. And here's Stacy's Mom. And I was like, God, I hate. What, did, what an odd choice. I hate everyone. 
I also it. a weird hum, humble brag about somebody better like they're next to the one they're like you know a lot of people think we recorded creep but that was actually radiohead <laughs> anyway here's creep oh uh, what, what a weird excuse to throw a cover into your set Some right people mistake us for something else right I mean, Bowling, Bowling for Soup is the most generic band because, like, I mean, they went on to make Jimmy Neutron and Phineas and Ferb <laughs> theme songs. So it doesn't really say anything about their musical acumen. It's, I'm, <laughs> it just annoys me so much because they're like they're just completely generic, and like who's who's gonna pay to go see a uh, a Warp Tour? Like, if if I'm I'm gonna be thirty next month. I'm not going to Warp Tour, regular ass Warp Tour. There's no way in hell I'm paying money to go to a Warp Tour cruise to see Bowling for Soup. You know who I want to be stuck on a cruise with for like a week? <laughs> Every time I go to Warp Tour, I'm like, these are people that I would love to be confined in a small space where if I try to leave, I'll die. Just all these new friends. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Like, even. Even the people, like, I would go with friends uh, to Warped Tour, but even when I was a teenager, like, all the other people at Warped Tour, I was just like, I, I never want to talk to any of these people. Like, there's no reason well, what for What was me it to... like being the black kid at Warped Tour as <sighs> the only one? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, there was, like, it was, like, every other show I went to, like, there'd be, like, one other black guy. Um, <laughs> i just look around, and he's always darker than me. He's always darker skinned than me. And, like, uh... He just—he was just a. I remember one time, <laughs> I went and saw Hawthorne Heights. Uh, this was after <laughs> their first album came out. Well, I guess technically their second album, uh, their most famous one. And right. there was a black guy there, and he was doing like rap hands while singing the lyrics to Hawthorne Heights. And it was the oh, most no. confusing thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like, "You don't—you don't have to do that. That's fine. You, you can stop that now." I feel like that's going to haunt me. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to do that at shows now. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm thinking of every Hawthorne Heights song I know, and I, there's just no flow that would go with my hands to do no, that. Like, no, not at did, all. Did reality tear when he did this? <laughs> I was just looking, and I was like, he, what are you doing? What did, like, I was probably 16, and I just watching him do this. I was just like, what? that's not how this... You don't have to do that. It's fine. <laughs> it's oh good. my god! Um, Wait, look, so you, your uh, earliest was at sixteen. My yeah, my first warp tour was two thousand two thousand three. No, how old was I? Yes, no, it wasn't when I was sixteen. Let me see, fifteen. I was fifteen. Yeah. Because uh, 2003, and um, my friend had bought me a ticket for my birthday. It was it was it was like a month before my birthday. Um, and what made it great that year is that a hurricane blew through, but it wasn't a particularly strong hurricane, so it wasn't like a thousand degrees outside. Um, so it was just raining all day, and everyone's like soaking wet. This was also before like cell phones were a big thing, so nobody's like complaining like, "Oh, my phone's getting wet." Um, <laughs> and uh, the closing bands were Story of the Year and Flogging Molly. Um, that that'll close out a warp tour. <laughs> I got kicked in the face during Motion City soundtrack. Um, Don't call it a kickback. <laughs> um, I think that was the same year I met the 
I think that was the same year that All Time Low put out that put out their first EP, and I met the lead singer, and he was a real dick. Fabulous. Um, that that scans. I think that I was. I that. think that was. Two, it was either two thousand three or two thousand four um, that that happened. But still, it was it was a thing that happened. Um, trying to remember what else happened that year. I saw my first titty. Because uh, okay. there was, there was like these ditches where the water pulled up into, and these girls started uh, mud wrestling, um, uh, apropos of nothing. And then a, a titty came out, and then they started making out. I was like, "This isn't, this isn't real. None of this is real." See, that's what the spirit of Warp Tour was all about. Yes, yeah. this war on Warped Tour that people are doing now—they're <laughs> forgetting, you know what it was. I want, I want, I want a war on Christmas. It's just a war on Warp Tour. <laughs> You've forgotten traditions. Titty wrestling. Fox News talking about the war on Warp Tour. <laughs> it has war in the name. It's, it should be so easy. Mine, uh, mine, mine was the opposite of that. Uh, it was I was also like 15, like two years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, we went to, I believe, Wichita, Kansas. And it was like in a walmart parking lot <laughs> so uh, they had the two stages set up but it was on like hot blacktop tar in mm-hmm. the middle of the summer mm-hmm. uh which uh, i think the next year they put it in a field which i remember just being like oh this weird like dust nightmare this <laughs> dust bowl that we're in which like a, a fyf fest in la also did that for a number of years and they finally moved out of a field but i was just like it's just a dust storm why would you why would you ever do this you're like oh there's grass here like well as soon as the first person gets here that grass will be gone like right. you have to think of these things yeah uh but we were on this hot blacktop and it it, it remains basically my only childhood warp tour memory uh is that like opening band at like noon was AFI and they run out on stage uh, in like full long sleeve black leather stuff <laughs> and they lasted a song and a half uh, before like Davey Havoc like fell down and then they were like alright the end and it was, they, they were one of the bands I was most excited to see and I was like huh Okay, so it's it's like that video of, of Guns N' Roses where Axl Rose runs out on stage right, and by just, the time it gets there, he's out of breath. Welcome, Welcome to, to the jungle! The place that I went to... Um, Jesus Christ. The place that I went to go see the my first Warped Tour, well, the, the only place that they play Warped Tour here, is uh, the Virginia Beach Amphitheater. That's what it was called when I went there. And I just want to read you the names... That it had that it has changed since then, since two thousand three. Oh God, this first, is the this is the least fun game. First, uh, it was the Virginia Beach Amphitheater from ninety six to two thousand ten. Then it was the GTE Virginia Beach Amphitheater. Then it was Verizon Wireless Amphitheater at Virginia Beach. Then it was Farm Bureau Live at Virginia Beach. It is currently Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater at Virginia Beach. The combination of veterans and loans. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, uh, <laughs> fun fact: Pod also filmed their music video for the song "Satellite" on July twenty first, two thousand two, during FM ninety nine Lunatic Luau. Lunatic Luau is our own personal, uh, like, new metal. Uh, uh, festival they throw every year, and it makes uh-huh. me want to die every time I hear about it. The the one I went to in high school, uh, the third stage 
the opening act at noon was a band called Nickelback, uh, and the headliner uh, was uh, Papa Roach. Uh, and, and to this day, I'm just like, I don't know how those two flipped. <laughs> it seemed that Papa Roach was destined for Radio City Music Hall. Oh, Papa Roach. Um, yeah. We accidentally deleted our diatribe. Yeah, about Papa Roach. About Papa uh, Roach. Uh, that is lost we, to the annals of time. Um, should, but but you you believe we should have more songs about suicide that uh, <laughs> that talk about it so uh, commercially? So yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. God, <laughs> I'm so I. Yeah. Uh, uh, um. Anyway. Oh, I riled Terrence. <laughs> Warp tour. When did Warp tour start? Was that like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six? Well, we can't look anything up, so oh, I don't I'm know. looking. I'm looking it up. I'm already on Google. <laughs> uh, it started. It started in '95. Um, that seems right. <laughs> it said it. It started as an alt as an alt rock festival, then moved on to punk rock. So I wonder who was on the first Warp Tour. W- was it grungy? That's interesting. I don't. Uh, God, this is this fucking. Has it always been the Vans Warped Tour? Um. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, we're going to talk about the renaming of things via sponsorship. <laughs> no, apparently it was not the first uh, Vans. Vans was the main sponsor for the of the tour of the second tour in '96. Okay, they were the first. Uh, they were the main sponsor of the tour the first year, and then the second year it became the Vans Warp Tour. Gotcha. I'm trying to like there. I'm trying to see who played the first Warp Tour, but the. Uh, the uh, actual website. The, there's a Wikipedia link that has every band that's ever been on Warp Tour. Oh no! And it's just all check marks behind beside it. And uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to Google. Um, and we're gonna see in a way that's not stupid. Um, <laughs> Let's see. The first bands on Warp Tour were CIV. No idea who that is. Uh, Deftones, Face to Face, Fluff, Guttermouth, Guttermouth, Integrity, L7, No Doubt, No Use for a Name, Orange Nine Millimeter, Quicksand, Seaweed, Shyster, Sick of It All, Sublime, Supernova, Swing and Utters, Tilt and Wizzo. I've heard of like three of those bands. I'm. I, I was waiting for you to be like, now tell me which three I invented while reading Because <laughs> I refuse to believe that Shyster is a band name. Shyster, it's a, I'm, on, I'm on the Warp Tour Wikia right now. So uh, all the names are red, so I can, they don't lead to any links. Um, <laughs> L7 and Deftones, that seems about right for 94, 95. Yeah. Um, Sublime and, and, and No Doubt don't really seem like Warp Tour bands. Um, that that makes more sense to me. Actually, that that seems to be the direction that it goes. Well, Sublime shouldn't be a band for anyone, but thank you, thank you. What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, the second every, year, every time date rape comes on the radio, I just <laughs> do the longest sigh. I, I, I that song and like turning Japanese are just things that I'm like, we're still so, doing this. We're like, still playing this on like the radio. Your, your okay. face just collapses. Because you can't deal with how stupid 
this band like why does this band exist um the second which, year which is an unpopular opinion whenever i say something yeah, like it that is. at least one of my friends loses their <laughs> mind like they're the greatest band ever i'm like especially women and i'm like wait i'm like, wait, no not i don't all. get it <laughs> yes i was gonna say the same thing i had a friend who was just like uh because they're a great band and i'm just like what no n- not at all not at all a great band there's nothing great about sublime <laughs> oh my god um the second year a limp biscuit played but only one date Oh my god! I hope that there's a story behind that. <laughs> uh, Wes Borland and Real Big Fish did not get along. How long have Limp Biscuit been a band? Ninety six. What the? F- what? Doesn't seem. Yeah, right. they were they were on Interscope then. Uh, yeah, they started in ninety four. I see people like talk about Fred Durst on Twitter now, and they're like, he just seems like a cool guy. I'm just like, you remember he was in Limp Biscuit, right? Like, well, now he runs like a jazz club or something like that. And he like directs movies or like, oh, it's good to, uh, Fred Durst is doing a thing. I was like, he's, he's another generic white guy that moved on to do generic white guy things. I don't give a shit. I remember him like doing interviews uh, and talking about the movies he was going to direct. And he shared like, he would be like, so there's a movie called Bully. Uh, and, and it's about a guy who's always picked on, but then some people kill his dog. So he turns around and attacks them, but in the last scene, he doesn't, like, kill the dude because he realizes that would make him the bully. And I was like, let's just start with the fact that you, you, your, your elevator pitch for the movie includes your last scene, which you've now <laughs> shared. We don't have to get into the derivative thing or the fact that you think that this is really important, what you have to say. Uh, my favorite one was the, when they released their third album, uh, there was a big, like, MTV all night album release show. Uh, mm. And it was, it, this was in that point where like him and West Borland were like not talking anymore. Uh, and it was amazing that they were even putting uh, an album together. At one point, him and West Borland had to be on screen together. Uh, and Fred Durst's quote was like, uh, they asked him something about the music on this album and what made it different. And Fred Durst was like, Oh, Wes here. Wes brought back that thing that you like hit. And it goes, wow. Wow. Uh, and Wes Borland's like the whammy bar. And Fred's like, yeah, he's bringing whammy bar back. And Wes Borland just walks off screen. I, 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 that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. Like bringing the whammy bar back is also not what Wes Borland wants to be known for. <laughs> That, that uh, guy was on the tour bus listening to Portishead and Mr. Bungle. He did not need to make friends. It's <laughs> Right. Um, mm. Fred Durst. What a... <laughs> we, we should just do our own separate Limp Biscuit episode. We'll get to that. <laughs> I've never listened to a Limp Biscuit album, and I'm not going to now. Terrence, we both have to make some sacrifices <laughs> to do this podcast. I'm, I'm ready to listen to some uh, albums I've not listened to either for good reason. Uh, so I went to Warp Tour again two years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I got sent by Hopeless Records. Uh-huh. Uh, they ha- they grabbed me and a couple other comedians, uh, including one guy who bailed the day of because he just found out he was going to be on SNL in a few weeks and was like, I don't need this anymore. Uh, uh-huh. and the Can idea you tell was me that who we that good- was? Huh? Can you tell me who that was? I'll tell you later. Okay. Uh, he had a marvelous multi-week run on that show. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, which I, I had no ill will towards him. Right. I, I totally got it. She was like, if you're an adult that has no interest in these bands and has never listened to these, this music, like this was a gig for you and you didn't need the gig. Right. Uh, but Hopeless Records sent us and the idea was like we were going to shoot sketches with the bands and mm. just do funny stuff. But we didn't like 
plan anything ahead of time with the bands. And so you'd you just wind up on the tour bus with a band and you're like, so what do you guys want to like do a, like a funny interview or something? And they're like, we have a box of sponsored beef jerky and some pot and we just played a set. No one wants to talk to you person we've never met before. Uh <laughs> It was it was the weirdest thing. So it was it just wound up being a day of like being a warped tour as an adult with a couple other comedians that also that had no buy into the music. And like when I got there, like a girl put a wristband on me and just <laughs> just to let me know that like I did not belong here this day because of my age. Uh, she put the wristband on me and goes, oh, wow, I hope that that works. I haven't had to put a wristband on anyone with arm hair today. And I was like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you just walked into the nearest like reservoir, just like I'm, I'm gonna die here. I was uh, walking around amongst all the the tour vans and stuff, and at one point, I just turned a corner and walked right into the Aquabats. And as an adult man, when you when you aren't prepared to just see the Aquabats, <laughs> right. it just it, I did like a RoboCop reboot. <laughs> I'm like, what's my prime function? I just saw the Aquabats. What's what's happening? <laughs> oh man! But but it was a reminder of like how far the the music is has come because there were like these weird like the the closing bands for uh the night we were there one was like this uh super death medley band that's like has a chorus and one of their songs that's like fuck god just repeatedly mm -hmm. and the other headliner was a band that was a christian band that uh, like was holding like Bible reading stuff during the day, which isn't a, a new thing at, at Warp Tour. Right. Uh, I was just, and like they were playing at the same time, and I stood in a spot between the two stages. I was like, I don't know what Warped Tour is. <laughs> I remember, uh, I think this was the last year I went to Warped Tour. It had to be like 2009 or something like that. Maybe later than that, maybe like 11. Um, and uh, I remember I, I was just walking around. I had free tickets. Um, uh -oh. I was like, I wasn't going to go uh, if I didn't have free tickets. Um, <laughs> and so I'm walking around, and there's a, uh, there's a guy standing on stage reciting poetry. But it's like, it's like this, the biggest black dude I've ever seen just yelling at a group of white kids is poetry. He wrote, I was like, is this part of the show, or did he just... Did he just get on stage and nobody stopped him? Because like <laughs> nothing, like there was seriously like ten people in the crowd and he was just yelling poetry at a group of like fifteen-year-old white kids. I was like, this is this is like what white parents warn their children about. What age was the guy doing the poetry? He looked like he was in his late twenties. Oh, okay. Like I have no idea how old he was, but it was a it was an experience to see. And everyone's just kind of standing there with their arms folded, looking up. And like, like, it was main stage, too, so it wasn't one of the off stages. I didn't know what was happening. Have you ever encountered Fax Douglas before? No. Uh, he's a George R.R. R. Martin-looking dude, uh, a, a staple of the Chicago scene, uh, who writes poems for bands, and the, the bands have him go up and read them before their sets, usually like three four line things but he writes a new poem for bands every time they come to town and i always really enjoyed him in the chicago scene doing that kind of thing mm -hmm. uh and now i see him like all over the place he was out here in california recently and i was like oh this is cool like i i don't know what the situation is but it seems like you're touring doing this thing and even back then he was like a dude in his late 50s early 60s right uh you know going up before blood brothers or cursive or something and or the thermals and i was like this is 
I love that everyone knows him and gets excited for this. And then, and, and the best part about being in the Chicago scene when it happened was that everyone would shut the fuck up for him. All the kids, everybody, <laughs> like, you, it's Thax's 30 seconds here. We'll go back to talking when the band starts playing. We can talk over the get up kids. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I was worried. I was worried for a second there that this was that guy, but no, a twenty-something dude. No, he gets no attention from anyone. Yeah, that's why I was just like, I was like, is he part of the Warp Tour or? <laughs> oh, that's Greg Warp, son of <laughs> Philip Warp. <laughs> Greg Warp the second. He's he's the junior. He's. Uh, oh, I was wrong. I went. My first year was two thousand four. Uh, not two thousand three because I was looking at two thousand three headline. And it was like uh, it was like brand new and Taking Back Sunday. I was like, I know I didn't see brand new that year. I would have loved to see brand new. They're my favorite band, but uh, I did see Taking Back Sunday, um, and they've all, they've always put on a good show. So, oh, I did. I remember seeing Code in Cambria um, because Claudio Sanchez uh, was playing acoustic that set because the band was hungover. Fantastic. I feel like Warp Tour gave gave our generation like their first look at what touring life actually is. Yeah, like everyone's just hurt and sad to be there and hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, especially if you were a, a town between big cities. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know what the because usually I think they would go to North Carolina from uh, being in Virginia. Um, and it gets hot here. It gets like like I said, it's like a hundred degrees today. Um, so it's just people sweating, just ob- <laughs> just obs- just obscene amounts of sweat. And there's like the the rock star booth or the monster booth giving out. I last warp tour I went to, I had like three energy drinks in a day because like <laughs> I was like I don't have the energy to be upright in this heat. Just I just drank water and energy drinks. Um. What are some? Did you like meet a lot of bands whenever you went to Warp Tour? Like, did you try to meet I, uh, people? I I did, but I was also like, uh, I I feel like all my friends were the types that were like, uh, they used uh, wanting to get an autograph to start a conversation, and I've never been an autograph person, so mm-hmm. I had no conversation starter. Mm-hmm. So I'd usually wind up like standing next to somebody and be like, "Good show," and that's <laughs> the end of it. Like I didn't I didn't need to get any further into a thing. Or like I I very much worried about that. Like meeting your heroes thing even for people that weren't my heroes like yeah. what if i say like nice show to this guy and he's like i'm an asshole and you're like right. okay well that album is ruined for me forever <laughs> uh i met the lead singer of hawthorne heights years after i'd stopped listening to hawthorne heights and he was like the and, and you guy. and you did rap hands at him <laughs> I, I threw rap hands at him um he was the nicest guy like he he's like seven feet tall <laughs> and super nice and it was like kind of off-putting <laughs> Because I didn't, like, I expected him to be, like, cordial, but he was just, like, this kind of just sweet guy. It was real weird. Um, uh, yeah, um, but the most a lot of the bands just had, like, uh, a guy doing merch for them, like, at their table. And I said, like, sure. I met the lead singer of All Time Low, and he was just, like, like, I, I felt like a lot of bands that at least that I remember from high school, uh, like, they... If you were a guy and you talked to them, they had no time for you, um, <laughs> because they were all just like the they were all like five foot three white guys that weighed a hundred pounds, and right. uh, so they had like a chip on their shoulder, and so any girl that would talk to them was just like, 
Yeah. I think you just summed up the Warp Tour and why it exists <laughs> and continues to. Oh, now I know why it needs to go to sea. <laughs> uh, why? Who is that for? Who is Warp <laughs> I still have this website open, and I have, like, Simple Plan staring me in the face, and I'm angry because it's Simple Plan, and they've never made a good song ever, and they're Simple Plan, and they just look like dorks. I love that your first reaction to this was also to send me the pricing page for it, and to be like, who likes Warped Tour that would pay the bottom rate for the bottom level, like, bunk bed thing on this, like, $2,000. I typed in Warp Tour Cruise, and the first thing that popped up was cruise pricing, so I just sent you the first link. Uh, uh, anyway, Simple Plan and Good Charlotte, they're, I remember those two bands being, like, those are the bands that people tried to, like, get their in with me. There was, like, two other bands they tried to get their in with me because I knew I did Interesting. Because I, I went to a 97% black school or 94%, something like that. And so, like, I didn't, I never, I didn't listen to rap because, hey, wouldn't you know it? My high school bullies listened to rap and I didn't want anything to do with them. Um, I so. am shocked by this backstory. <laughs> so, uh, I listened to, like, this, before I even went to that school, I was listening to, like, uh, like Taking Back Sunday and Brand New and all that. And uh, so, like, any band that was on um, MTV that had a guitar was just like, so you listen to this band? I'm like, no. no. Like, I mean, the, the music video for Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous is basically a, a rap video. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I've riled Terrence. God, I hate that song so much. The only good song Good Charlotte ever did was the theme song to Undergrads. <laughs> Which is a sentence nobody has said in over ten years. Um, it's no theme song to Phineas and Ferb. Uh, oh no, nobody nobody can stop uh, Bowling for Soup. I, I like that the the in career goal of every band on Warp Tour is eventually to do a, a TV show theme. <laughs> oh man! Um, or in Bowling so- for Soup's case, a starting point. <laughs> Uh, what songs uh, did uh, Simple Plan had that? How could this happen to me? That is the song. That continues to be the song. As the there's a song they did. There are a bunch of <laughs> French Canadians. Listen, have you have you read their names? Uh, no. There. Let's see. Pierre Bouvier. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Stenko. Uh, that's not real. That's that's the lead guitarist name. Um, Phineas Croissant. <laughs> Sebastian Lefebvre. That's unpronounceable, uh, like a Cthulhu. Yeah, it's like there's a there is a vowel missing somewhere. Uh, David DeRosier, uh, Chuck Kumo. Like they're Canadian, French Canadian, very French Canadian. Um, but apparently they're still making music like they had an album come out in 2014 uh they started in oh apparently they started they first started a band in 1993 wait then how old is the how old are the members of a simple plan (laughs) is is lestat in this band uh the the lead singer pierre charles bouvier is 38 years old Huh. Uh, so they started at 13. Uh, yes, I believe so. 
Um, hey, guess what? Guess what? Uh, guess what? Simple Plan did a theme song for. No, what's what? new, what's new Scooby Doo? Come on, <laughs> this is the weirdest subgenre. <laughs> Warped well, tour theme song TV. I have I have uh, a lot of nieces and nephews, and whenever they're watching, uh, like even just like not even like uh, like Scooby Doo like that age, but like even younger than that, um, like three four year old cartoons. Uh, they're a lot of their theme songs are just like weird power pop themes, which is makes sense because I guess the people that. I grew up with that are now making TV shows like listen to this kind of stuff so they're just like well obviously I have to make what I made when I was a kid so where's freeze pop these days <laughs> uh, still at harmonics I don't know <laughs> oh my god that would be so sad but uh, might probably true I actually wonder um, I don't know I'm not gonna look that up um <laughs> this is when we know the episode is over when you're done actually googling things you know what i'll leave freeze look, pop for another time i don't want to look up freeze pop um but i just remember i remember even not like like there were bands that i just didn't like that i knew a lot of my friends did and uh, simple plan was one of them like like i said i listened to emo like i knew i knew i guess whiny music and put that in uh quotation marks but like uh, Simple Plan and um, uh, what is that band called? They had a song called Sadie Hawkins Dance. We're gonna look that up. Uh, Reliant K, yes, uh, which was a Christian pop punk band, um, which there are far better Christian pop punk bands if you really want to get into it. Um, but it was it was one of these bands that like I knew a lot of girls liked. And it was uh, a, a simple plan was my little sister's favorite band for such a long period of time. <laughs> I'm just a kid. That was that first song they had. Uh, which, you know what? Not a bad song, <laughs> which explains a lot about simple plan. But this was also written in 2002 and <laughs> he was born in 1979. Huh. So <laughs> <laughs> that. That was exactly the sound to critique that. <laughs> listen, listen, to, yeah, listen to the 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 track listing on Simple Plan's first album: no pads, no helmets, just balls. I do anything, uh, featuring Mark Hoppus. The worst <laughs> day ever. You don't mean anything, featuring Joel Madden of Good Charlotte. You're killing me. I'm just a kid. When I'm with you. Meet you there, addicted, my alien, God must hate me. I won't be there one day and perfect. Are those actually just the lyrics to one song? <laughs> addicted to my alien, God must hate me. Wow. Like, um, I, I love that everyone guessed it on that. Like somebody's yeah. somebody's uncle at the record label was like, "We're gonna make this a band, no matter what. We're, we're gonna get we're gonna get the most popular pop punks that we can find. Where is Good Charlotte and where is Blink One Eighty Two? 
<laughs> the Reliant K album was actually the original Warp Tour. <laughs> hey, man, I'm uh, just a 39-year-old kid. <laughs> uh, Looking to meet other kids not of that age. <laughs> like, I, I feel like... um. Out of these sort of the 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 more power poppy pop punk bands that came out, I feel like Motion City Soundtrack did it the best out of all of them. Um, because I, I would like I wouldn't really put Motion City Soundtrack like on the same sort of musical. I, I wouldn't say level, but uh, wow. sort of in the same subgenre as like Taking Back Sunday or uh, like Deja and Tendu, brand new, right? Um, like, um. It's Motion close. City's, it's it's, it's touching. close, but like much as the soundtrack is a little bit softer, a little bit more upbeat sounding. Um, <coughs> like it sound like it has it has it sounds closer to like what Simple Plan or Good Charlotte tried to do, but right. there there went too far <coughs> into sounding like pop bands that they just sounded like a p- terrible pop band. That was just like we're we're actually punks and we wear all black and. Hey, you remember some forty one? What if we dress like them? Whereas Motion City was sort of like, what if we were punk? And then our our thing to dip into pop was that there was just a happy keyboard on top of a sad song. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like you can you can always kind of tell, like Simple Plan and Good Charlotte dressed the same, and and some forty one to put this, <coughs> and Blink one eighty two. Like they all kind of dressed the same, which yes. was. Warp tour punk, which is just like we wear dickies and and Converse and and uh, band shirts, bands that we listen to but don't sound anything like. Um, Have which... you heard the damned, or are you just <laughs> damned? Are you trying to inform me of your damned status? What's happening? Uh... Speaking of dickies, we can't close out our Warp tour episode without discussing. The recent news of the Dickies being kicked off Warp Tour oh, yeah. for being offensive, because uh, there's a group called, called uh, Safe Spaces that's touring with Warp Tour this year, informing people on how to create safe spaces in their in their uh, local music scenes, uh, and they took video of the Dickies guys uh, saying homophobic and and weird things between their sets, which is what they've always done, mm-hmm. which is the which is the uh, the protest that. Lots of people my age seem to be sharing on Facebook, like, well, that's just who they are. That's what they've always done. Why be mad about it now? It's like, well, people have always been mad about it. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that's my biggest, that's one of my biggest pet peeves of the internet. It's just like, it's always been like this. Why are you mad about it? It's just like, well, we've been mad about it forever. You're just an idiot that doesn't listen. <laughs> Which, which also, like, even my friends that have defended it, my, the question I want to ask is, like, even if you were at Warp Tour, which you haven't been at it in 10 years, would you have taken time to go see the Dickies? Yeah. I don't think you would have. <laughs> it's, a weird, even, it's a weird thing to stand up for. <laughs> I didn't even know the Dickies were a band. I've never even heard of them. Because I, yeah. I never got into punk like that. Like, I guess original sounding punk. Like, that was never my, uh, it was never my thing that I, would, that I really enjoyed. Um Mostly right. because uh, a lot of the kids that I knew who did listen to punk like that were assholes, and <laughs> I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to listen to something that they liked. Um, Everything post crass is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, it's just a bunch of skinny white kids who all look like Johnny Rotten trying to tell me to listen to whoever the fuck is not, like I don't even know, I don't even want to know why I'm at Warp Tour. I don't even like any of these bands. It's just like, why do you even go to shows then? then? Shut up! Like, go and do something else. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You don't like these bands. I feel like a big part of this show is going to be reconciling the negativity of our youth. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I, I feel like I, I feel like I was kind of pretty negative. I mean, I was a teenager, um, like I, pretty cynical to a point. But also I liked a lot of stuff and I didn't really apologize for liking stuff. Right. Um, and I like I still there's still a part of me <laughs> that judges people on the music they listen to, but not like. Not things that that I don't like. There's music that I don't like, and then there's music that I hate. Mm-hmm. Like I hate Ed Sheeran. I hate him <laughs> like more than most things. And like <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking through Tinder, and like every other girl, just like my favorite artist is Ed Sheeran. And I'm just like, you no, we can't. I don't even. I don't care if we like all the same things, and that's the only thing you like. What is what is the Venn diagram of Ed Sheeran fans on Tinder who are also in an ethical poly relationship? <laughs> is it a perfect circle? I think it's a perfect circle. Uh, we have to ask Maynard James Keenan. That was a <laughs> joke. I uh, I took everyone. the wife to see a Perfect Circle here in L.A. Uh, a few months ago, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, she'd never heard them before and was making jokes uh while we were going to the show, comparing this band to Tool. And at some point during the show, I said, you know that's the lead singer from Tool. And she was like, no, I did not. I was just making those jokes because they seemed like a band like Tool where they would have the same kind of fans. And I just lost my mind. I was like, you were doing Tool jokes all day, a joke that you do not do. Uh, and you were right. You were you were right about this. But uh, the difference between Tool and A Perfect Circle is that uh, in A Perfect Circle, James Maynard Keenan actually stands uh, on the stage under a light and talks between songs and it's <laughs> the worst thing uh, and at one point about halfway into the show right after they did their cover of john lennon's imagine uh, yeah, yeah. yep no. yep you're right uh james Maynard Keenan did a bit between songs that was uh he said you know uh, I, he, before the imagine cover he talked about like people don't want me to be, be political but also like fuck trump and it was like yeah cool but also some people booing and i was like where in la are the trump fans coming from it doesn't matter uh but after the song he was doing this bit on stage and he's like you know what i think would fix politics and he would do these long pauses while setting up jokes or something he's like there's not enough anal sex in the world anyway here's the next song and the that was when my wife was like, I think I'm done here. And I was like, we, you know what? I think, to, I think you're live. right. I think that, that I've heard, I've heard all the songs I wanted to hear in the first half an hour. Yeah. Uh, we sat through a number of opening bands that were not altogether pleasant. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was that I, I, I can't remember the last time I was at a concert where somebody between songs did banter. And I was like, I needn't support this any longer. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> done. I remember, um, the, it was actually, I think it was the first. No, it was the second Warped Tour one too. Um, I believe Anti Flag was playing, <laughs> and like he, like I was like, "Hey, cool, I like this, this music," and I'd never seen the band before. Sure. And then he just starts ranting about politics, but it wasn't like constructive or anything. I was just a white guy yelling about politics. Which, if I wanted to see that, I would have just gone on the internet. Um, and I was just like, "I'm good. I'm gonna leave." <laughs> 
Sometimes it's not even just disagreeing with the politics. It's just like, what are you doing with your platform right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah. I'm disappointed in what you're using your platform for. Like, you're, you're maybe saying something I agree with, but you, you should be better at this by yeah, now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. Like, just stop talking. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, like disagreeing with somebody doesn't make me as angry as agreeing with somebody, but hearing them talk makes me just angry. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I see, I see it on the internet all the time, or somebody will like tweet at me something I agree with, but they say it in such a stupid way, and I'm just like, just, just shut up, just stop talking to me. Why are you, Jeez, why are you talking Terrence? To me? So much for the so-called tolerant <laughs> left. <laughs> I'm not tolerant for anybody. Um, <laughs> It's kind. It's it's the worst when you when you agree with somebody, but you also hate them because you're just like, wait, stop, please stop talking to me. <laughs> like when so these uh, have been our thoughts on emo music, <laughs> right? Um, which is the person. The, this is like the perfect encapsulation of like just the scene. Um, it, it absolutely is. Just like I think your your note about Warp Tour being short guys with a chip on the shoulder is why it's still around. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I feel, I feel like I don't want to say music used to mean something, man. But uh, a lot of a lot of bands now, like even even bands that I listened to like out of high uh, as I got out of high school and into my early twenties, like bands that are popular. I don't even know if a data remember is still popular, but like bands that basically took that pop punk aesthetic and just just like sort of glazed like post hardcore and metalcore screams over over their music Uh like like it doesn't it doesn't there's nothing there like it's just like they're still singing the same like all my friends are all your friends and we're all friends and we'll do stuff because we're friends and my girl terrifyingly accurate (laughs) that's all pop punk has been for the past 20 years um which like i that's why i like that's why i still like Taking Back Sunday, and uh, I keep bringing them up, but Taking Back Sunday and Brand New and bands like, like even Dashboard, um, just like bands of that era, had a way of saying that same thing, with the, like, but using actual words and not just reiterating the same sentences that every other pop punk band has said, like, "Oh, my girlfriend left me, and but I still got my friends." And we're in my hometown, and my hometown's great. <laughs> you're you're right. Uh, Brand new does have a lot of synonyms for those same words. Right, <laughs> like, right. Taking back Sunday and Brand new both had a song opposite of each other, complaining about the same. Literally, somebody's girlfriend cheating on somebody that was referenced each other's bands, but they did it in such a way where both of the songs were different, like sounded different, had different lyrics, and st- like were songs and not just power chords screaming about your hometown. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just angry because like a lot of the bands that come from my hometown, like a lot of them that still play are just generic pop punk bands. that still just sound like generic pop punk bands, even though they've been doing stuff for close to 20 years now. Um, like so you I, hear a lot of hometown songs about your hometown. Basically. Um, like uh, I have uh, my friend's band uh, Audio Strobe Light, which I legitimately think they're a good band, um, and they've moved from being kind of just like a pop punk band to something more. Like they have a like really good instrumentation, and they're 
or lyrics are strong and stuff like that. And they, they have a presence in their performance, um, which when they have a when they have a band open for them, those bands have like no they have no stage presence. They have nothing. There's nothing about them that that like their music isn't good enough to justify their existence. And sure. there's and their sure, stage. That's a fair criticism. Their stage presence isn't like they have no stage presence because once again, it's just white dudes in dickies and uh, dickies or jeans, and they're wearing Chuck Taylors, and they all have the same gelled haircut, and they're all wearing black T-shirts and playing the same power chords that every band before them played. I wish you could see the look on my face as I just stared off into the middle distance after I said that. I, I could hear the look on your face as you thought of all the bands that have played a song called Trapped Here about your hometown. <laughs> uh, and I'm in a beach town, too, which I don't know what that why pop punk is so prevalent in beach towns. Um, but that's where it comes from. They Pop punk bands spawn out of the sand. And uh, their their mothers, uh, much like sea turtles, they... Uh, oh, th- this is why the Warped Tour has to go to sea. It's, it's, it's a return. A, that's a return. They have to return them to sea or they'll die. Um, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really upset that the Juliana Theory is on that Warped Cruise because I really like them and they don't sound anything like those other bands. Um yeah, I would really like to see the Juliana uh, Theory. Apparently they're getting back together. They're like making a new album and hopefully it sounds more like uh hopefully it sounds more like uh Motion is Dead than anything after that. But I mean I still like everything after that, but I just like their early stuff better. Um which is probably gonna be a sentence that you're gonna hear a lot from the both of us. <laughs> also this That's podcast, actually our closing line. Yeah. I like their early stuff better. And we're just um, talking about ourselves from an hour ago. <laughs> uh, you want to close out this show? Oh, you've got the catchphrase. I got the catchphrase. Well, um, you can find me on Twitter at the Black Nerd, um, or that's mostly where you can find all my links. You can find Brock. Brock, where can we find you? At Brock Wilbur on Twitter and all the other places where you can find my cool content links as well. My cool content links. That's the name of the show now. Um, <laughs> it's just. It's just us talking about, hey, do you remember this thing I did? For an hour. Um, Anyway, (laughs) we have been the coolest kids, and we take what we can get. Thank you guys for listening.